Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2020. Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights, and I am your humble host as always, Derek Wills. Go ahead and chime on in comments where you are watching from, uh, and uh, talk to me. Uh, we got uh, we got kind of an easy show tonight, but uh, if you got some things that you want to talk about, by all means, uh, throw them at me. I'll be happy to to uh, to start a conversation about it. Um. Before we get into everything, I need to say something for those who don't watch the live show. So they would be catching it uh, audio only on uh, iTunes, Spotify, what have you. Uh, I just found out that there's been kind of an issue with our feed. Uh, Last week, I mentioned that I had uh, forgotten to upload the episode with Rhonda Seth on. Turns out it wouldn't have mattered if I had tried anyway, because I'm having an issue uploading all of my stuff. Uh, Monday, after having uh, Jeff Kaysen on, I uh, went to upload the audio, and our uh, our host for the RSS feed uh, is Anchor, and they're having issues with us for the, uh, for whatever reason. It's it's a technical issue. It's not a a, a political one, uh, and they're trying to sort it out. But uh, there's gonna I'm backlogged episodes now uh trying to get those uploaded so if you are listening to the audio only version you're wondering why you got uh several episodes uploaded at the same time that's why i've uh, been trying to get that figured out and all of that fun stuff um so that is that's why things have been kind of weary i've also been informed that our speed our, our feed has been kind of paused on Spotify, uh, dating back to December. And so I'm looking to fix that as well. So if you're a Spotify listener, I, I'm sorry about that. That's, uh, I was just brought, uh, made aware of it and I was working on it as, as much as I could. So hopefully if you're listening now, um, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll forgive me. Uh, so we got Dolly in, we got, uh, Rhonda Victor from San Antonio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, guys, this is, this is going to be kind of a funny episode, a little bit to do with, uh, well, little to do with gun rights, but it seems that our Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick, um, he is triggered very much so by a t-shirt and a lot of people like to poke fun at the left who are you know, snowflakes who don't like, who, who get offended easily, who get triggered easily. And I would say Dan Patrick fits that, fits that category. It turns out that an individual appeared at a Senate hearing last week wearing a profane shirt. It, it was profane. I'm going to show you a picture here. Uh, this is clearly... Uh, 
Well, I was going to, but uh, it turns out I'm I'm not going to. Uh, let me try this again. Sorry, guys. It's the thing of being live. Okay, so this is the shirt. It uh, it's been blurred out. Dan Patrick tweeted it out. He it has a middle finger and it says "f the police," but it actually says the word. Uh, and Dan Patrick says, "Outraged to see this shirt at a Senate hearing on Thursday." Future witnesses, beware. No one will ever be allowed to wear such a vulgar shirt in a Senate hearing again, especially one that d- d- uh, dis- uh, I, English is hard for me. <laughs> Denigrates the brave men and women of law enforcement. Want to take me to court? Okay, make my day. Oh, he's trying to be all... Uh, he's trying to be about... Uh, He's trying to be dirty, Harry. Go ahead, make my day. I've got a forty-four caliber, the most powerful handgun in the world, and you will not wear an obscene shirt that that is offensive to law enforcement in my Senate chambers again. Are you feeling lucky, punk? That's the vibe that I get from him. the The problem is that um, he he's only admitted that he doesn't care for freedom of speech in this and the tweets that were responding to him the he also posted it on facebook and the facebook comments were pure gold he he got obliterated by the comments section on twitter and facebook people calling him out saying that not only does he not support the second amendment but he also doesn't clearly doesn't support the first amendment and here's the thing guys is it a profane shirt yes is it something that you should wear to a senate hearing Probably not. But is that for government to tell you what you can and cannot wear? Can they silence your opinion on a shirt? Can they uh, try? Can they uh, censor your beliefs because they are printed on your attire? That's the question that is brought up. And he's saying, take him to court. And, you know, to be honest, I, I, I don't trust the courts regardless, but this is, this is my standpoint on this. Government has no authority whatsoever to tell any person what they can or cannot wear. Um, we pay for those buildings. Those are our buildings. We pay their salaries. They work for us. And if they don't like what we have to say, whether it be on a T-shirt, whether it be on uh, on a sign, whether it be just the fact that we're carrying a firearm, they don't have the authority to silence us in any way. Now, I would be willing to bet that the courts would actually rule against that. And let me tell you why. Um... They would say that it's not censoring freedom of speech if they're setting a dress code. They would say something along the lines of they're setting uh, what is appropriate attire for this event. And they would say how courts... Rhonda, I'm sorry. Rhonda says, I have a shirt on right now that says, you're as pleasant as an itchy butthole. 
<laughs> you should wear that to the next time uh, you go testify, Rhonda. That's amazing. Um, anyway, uh, so if you've ever gotten a jury summons in the mail, they tell you what appropriate courtroom attire is. And that's not because they want to silence your opinion uh, in reality. It actually is they want a professional environment. And I'm not going to knock a court for saying that this is what we would like you to wear. What I would knock a court for is them filing charges or trying to prosecute you or turning you away for failing to adhere to that dress code. Now, if we're talking about a private entity, however, it's a different story because you don't own that building. You don't pay their salaries. They don't have to listen to a word that you say. In fact, if you're at a private entity's event, they can make you leave because it would be their property. It's not the case when you're at a Senate hearing. It's not the case when you're anywhere at the Capitol. The government should not be allowed to tell anybody and nor should they be allowed to discriminate against anybody that violates what they would consider proper dress. Now, this individual, I don't know who this is. They blurred his face out, uh, and they also blurred out the uh, um, they, they blurred out the the obscenities on on the shirt. But you know what? I would defend to the death his right to wear that shirt in any government building, in any setting whatsoever, because that is his right to wear it. Now, I was talking with this uh, about this incident with my wife earlier today, and uh, she brought up, as a nice candid reminder, that I felt something that I thought was worth repeating yet again on this podcast, and that is that law enforcement has zero legal duty to protect you. They say that they are there to protect and serve, but should they fail to do so, should they abuse the power that they have, should they abuse the authority that they have, should they enforce uh, laws that violate your rights, th they have zero legal obligation in any way to ensure that your rights are being uh, protected and if they're the ones that can stop somebody else and they don't, they will have zero uh, legal issues with that uh, because courts have ruled, yet again, um, that, well, they don't have a legal obligation to protect you. In fact, the only group of citizens that law enforcement is required legally to protect are those in custody, meaning those that are inmates in prisons, those are, that are uh, in, uh, uh, in detention, in, in jail, awaiting trial, or what have you. Those are the only people that law enforcement has a legal obligation and a legal duty to protect. Uh, Songbirds on YouTube says that he's offended with that crap too. Uh, if you'd like to elaborate, please, I'd love to have this conversation with you. Um... But yeah, so the the government shouldn't be allowed to 
Uh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I went off on a different on a different point. Uh, but back to what my wife was saying. It's understandable why some people would have these sentiments. There are many bad cops out there. There are many good cops. There are cops that will not enforce laws. And they take a risk when they do of being fired. Because enforcing of those laws would mean the violation of other people's natural rights. But their, their job is to enforce the law. And some cops will say that they may not agree with the law, but their job is just to enforce it. Which isn't really any better, because I actually saw a meme earlier today that was actually quite spot on. It said that having a cop testify saying that he was just doing his job is no different than the third grader saying, well, Billy told me to. Uh, but do we need law enforcement to exist? Yeah, but their role needs to change from a law enforcement perspective to a peacekeeper or peacekeeping perspective they need to become peace officers again not law enforcement uh we i was talking with lyman bishop a few weeks ago and we had that conversation how just changing what they're referred to as could help change the mentality that cops have regarding what their job is supposed to be We've seen plenty of instances where cops have violated people's rights. Just ask C.J. Grisham of Open Carry, Texas, how many cops he has dealt with that have violated his rights to freedom of speech, uh, his right to keep and bear arms. He was tased by law enforcement for doing nothing illegal. And they tried to charge him with obstructing a walkway or some crap like that. And eventually they just, uh, they just dropped all the charges. So if somebody has those sentiments and they wish to wear a shirt that says F the police on it, that should be their right. That is their right, whether the government wants to acknowledge it as their right or not. And Dan Patrick is yet again showing what a statist control freak he is. This should not be tolerated at all. And the sad thing is, a lot of people that would call themselves conservatives would will support him in this message. Now, if you go by the comments on Facebook and Twitter, he got eviscerated. But there are many people who will support what he what his message is of silencing people censoring people from met, portraying messages that he doesn't agree with what do y'all think about that i'd like to hear y'all's opinion um ryan just says america yeah <laughs> um let's see who else we got we got red uh he says the government need to remember who they work for. Absolutely they do. The government works for us. Um, they're not our leaders. They are not our... Uh, they are representatives of us. Law enforcement is designed, is was created to keep the peace in order to protect our rights, not enforce the law. Whenever our country was first founded, the law 
went right along with our protecting our rights. And when law enforcement first became a thing, the laws went along with our rights for the most part. There are some exceptions to that, obviously. Um, but now it doesn't. I mean, hell, how many times have you seen... Uh, I mean, do you honestly think that it's protecting and serving us whenever some a cop pulls you over for doing 10 over the speed limit? Uh, no. What about the, the meter maid that is just sitting there waiting to see if you are one second late to getting back to your parked car? These aren't protecting and serving. These are revenue generators. These are uh, money takers. These are tax uh, assessors and collectors in many respects. What about the, the, the tragedy of the woman here in Fort Worth that had a neighbor uh, that had a neighbor do a welfare check on her at two in the morning and a cop goes around back, sees her in the window, shoots her in her own house because a neighbor was concerned about her well-being and the cop showed up and, and killed her. Uh, Ryan says, remember when cops back in the day, they walked around whistling and twirling their batons? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, that was a little bit before my time, but, um, I, I know the image that you're talking about. Rhonda says it's not a shirt I'd wear in public. I don't like the F word, but that's his right to wear it. Absolutely. You know, we, the old adage says, I disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. We need to really, uh, we need to really focus on applying that, that principle to everything, not just speech. Speech is important. Freedom of thought, freedom of expression, that's all important. But people need to apply that to what we do. I may not agree with what you do, but I will defend to the death your right to do it. You know... Here is a picture that I want to paint for people, and that is what liberty really is. Okay, we think of liberty, uh, you might have images of uh, the Veterans Day Parade down Main Street with red, white, and blue confetti, and you hear Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA playing over the loudspeaker, and people waving the little American flags. That might be an idea of liberty. But that's not truly liberty. Liberty is protesting that parade by burning the American flag. Liberty is the people that have the most unpopular opinions the most, they like to live their lives in the most unpopular ways. And ha having their right to do that protected. That is what liberty is. Liberty is not a, a beautiful thing. It is, but it's not. Because liberty is really ugly. Because liberty means that people will be able to act 
and speak in manners that you find egregious and grotesque. But those are the people that need the most protection. Those are the people that need the... Uh, those are the people that need the First Amendment. Because they are doing what they've deemed fit for their lives. And just because it is unpopular with the entire population at large doesn't mean that they don't have the right to do it. And Dan Patrick needs to understand that. Um, so, uh, you, you know, I got a... Uh, I, I don't know if y'all have seen it, but there's a... The political compass is kind of going around. And uh, if you guys want to want to take this I, I i posted it in comments i've I've taken it numerous times uh but i wanted to take it again because it's making its rounds again uh and if you're curious and uh, this might shock some people and you know that's uh you know it's it, it's fine it's you're entitled to you know your own beliefs etc but i wanted to share mine with you uh because i think that i think that y'all should know what i believe now I don't expect us all to believe everything or agree on everything. And, you know, as a gun rights organization, our focus is gun rights. So just because you see this doesn't mean that I'm going to be advocating for anything outside of gun rights. This was mine. Um, it's very, uh, it's very close to anarchy. Now it, uh, the, the the y axis has com communitarian up top and liberal at the bottom those are more uh classical terms so classical liberal would be more libertarian and communitarian is is more authoritarian i i really don't like this one in particular just because of of those two labels uh it it just because it, it could be thought it could be misunderstood and then you have the x-axis, which is left and right, and that's more for economic leaning, so capitalist and socialist. Uh, I am 86% to the right and 88.9% uh, liberal or libertarian. That's where I fall. And, you know, it just has to do with what I said regarding liberty. We might not always agree on everything, but we need to defend to the death people's rights to have their beliefs and speak things that they might not, that you don't agree with. Um, Jeff, asks, Jeff says, I've asked anti-gun people if they realize that gun owners would fight for their First Amendment rights. Uh, you know, that's a very interesting point because... I mean, if if you think about it, a lot of the rhetoric that anti-gunners put out is is rooted in anecdotal evidence at best. Uh, a lot of it is skewed statistics, or it's just it, it's just emotional babble. But they have the right to say it. They have the right to believe what they want. What they don't have the right to do is disarm us because um, b because we have the natural right 
to bear arms, and so the government doesn't have the right to do that, to disarm us in any way. Uh, but, absolutely, Jeff, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I would defend to the death their right to tell me how much they want me disarmed. I would defend to the death their right to advocate, even, to try and have and, and voice their dis disagreement with the right that I choose to exercise daily. Now, if the government were to infringe on that, that would be a different story, but that's the government's problem, not their problem. They have the right to speak and advocate for whatever they want. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys. This is, uh, this is not going to be a, a, this wasn't a long episode, but, uh, Dan Patrick, being as triggered as he was over this, I think was inappropriate. Um, I was really uh, pleasantly uh, surprised to see the response that people gave to him in saying and calling him out as being against the freedom of speech, against the freedom of expression, against the freedom of thought, uh, because people have the ability uh, to, to speak their mind, regardless of where they are, Regardless of what they believe, they have the right to do so. And I just wanted to remind everybody before I uh, sign off here that we still are, have our postcard campaign going on. So if you want to send, if you want us to send Dan Patrick a postcard on your behalf, uh, telling him to prioritize constitutional carry and also not to um, not to push for universal background checks, then. Uh, Check out the link. We'll send you. We'll send a postcard and sign your name to it. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. Until next Sunday, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo. Bye, guys. <laughs>